This is Talking Small Business with Kat Schmoyer and Megan Martin, a podcast for creatives who like to keep it real about what it actually takes to grow an online business. We're competitors turned biz besties who chat daily, and now we're bringing you into the conversation. Hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Small Business. Megan here, and today we're going to have a candid conversation. We love these episodes where we just kind of start talking off the cuff about topics that um, you guys have shown interest in. And today we're going to talk about partnerships um, and specifically approaching partnerships in small business, what that has looked like for us, specifically with this partnership and this podcast. And uh, like we're celebrating one year of talking small business today. I guess we should say that to start, <laughs> um, super wild to think that we've been doing this podcast now for a year. I have loved having these conversations so much with you, Kat, but also it's been really cool to see the conversations that have been happening because of this podcast, um, with our friends and our followers online. So first of all, we just want to say thank you for listening to us for the last year. Yes. I mean, that's, you deserve like a gold star for sure Yeah, <laughs> for like tuning in and, <laughs> and listening to our antics, but it really has been so much fun. And we started it. Um, honestly, it was like a selfish thing for, we were like, we really want to do this. Like, let's yeah. try. Um, and it's just been really cool to see how well it's been received and how much fun we are having. So thank you guys for being talking small business listeners. Yeah. So recently I did a live coaching version of my course revenue ripple. And, um, one of my students was, coming into this coaching experience, wanting to step into education, create digital products. And she was doing so with a partner and it brought up a lot of questions about, um, you know, how we structured this podcast, even though we're not necessarily selling something with this podcast, but it still is a partnership. Um, and we had a lot of great conversations around, um, and, and she asked a lot of great questions around how to approach partnerships, what you need to think about when it comes to creating a partnership. And so I thought it'd be a really cool conversation to celebrate one year in this journey together to talk about, um, yeah, our own experience in creating this podcast. And um, I think we should get real and raw here, Kat, and talk about maybe some of the fears that we had in starting this, some of the um, roadblocks that we hit even before we began this podcast and then, um, how we, how we made some of those like initial decisions, even though they weren't necessarily like what conventional wisdom would tell us to do. Definitely. I feel like there was a lot of that Yeah, <laughs> for sure. There was, there was, I think we should start with like why we decided to create this podcast in the first place. So I feel like I can speak for both of us in this, but obviously this is like specifically my opinion on it. Yeah. Um, I thought having a podcast would be really fun and it would be even more fun to do it with Megan. Like I was yeah. like, I don't like, I don't necessarily want to re hit record and it just be me for 30 minutes talking. But if yeah. Megan and I hit record and we talk for 30 minutes, like that would be fun. Yeah. Um, and we talk all the time in Voxer. Like, I know we say that a lot, but we genuinely do. And so it just felt like let's bring other people into those conversations 
conversations and these things that we're talking about in our own businesses, how we're processing being mamas and business owners and all of that. Like, let's just talk about it. And, um, it it's been fun to be able to do that live with you. Yeah. I think what's really interesting about this podcast specifically is how our, like for, I feel like what we stepped into the podcast, like the idea of a podcast was different than what we actually launched, you know, Mm -hmm. with like the Mm -hmm. goal behind the podcast, which I think is a really great starting point for this conversation is like, before you step into a partnership, you both have to be on the same page about what the goal of this partnership is. And I think for us, like looking back, I don't know if you remember, like we had a completely different goal when we started talking about this, like pages and pages of Google docs. Yeah. 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 We, so like conventional wisdom would tell you that when you're launching something, you know, there's going to be a monetary gain on the back end. And so like, we were kind of on that page, you know, of like, how are we going to like grow this and monetize that? And we were really following like, quote unquote, what the gurus tell you, you need to do. Right. And so, but we launched this thing and we were like, no, we're not selling anything. (laughs) (laughs) We did the, so we, we went into it thinking like, okay, we need to grow an email list. We need to have offers on the table. So we need a shop or we need at least one like flagship product to be able to be promoting in these episodes and things need to point back to it. Like we've again, very much originally said, okay, we want to run a pot. We want to host a podcast together. Now let's make sure it's like, making money and how can we do that? And then as we got into the weeds of that, and I'm telling you guys like pages of Google docs of us, like brainstorming products or brainstorming topics and the funnel behind the scenes. And then thinking about the tech of, well, which of us has the email list and do we, is it legal to like zap from one list to the other? Like, that's (laughs) not legal. Like we need to do that. Like, I mean, we were like trying to figure out like all the things on the back end and like the tech side too. Um, and as we got into it, I don't, we just, I don't remember who it was. It might've been you. Yeah. I don't, I just remember like we had like this light bulb moment Voxer conversation where we were like, this just feels too complicated. Like, why are we trying to do all of this when we both run successful businesses? Like we are both profitable in and of ourselves without the podcast. And could the purpose of the podcast be something else besides monetary, if it's just overcomplicating it to make it monetary. So that's very different in a partnership. You would think, I'm sure most of you guys listening, thinking about a partnership, it's to make money with that person, you know, but Megan and I just took the spin of, you know what, actually we don't need to make money direct from the podcast. What if we use the podcast to nurture our existing audience? So our opt-in isn't even an (laughs) opt-in. Like you can go (laughs) to the docking small business website, literally go right now. And all you have to do is click download and you download it. We don't even take your email address. (laughs) It's not at all what we teach our students to do. I know. It's like, it's like, so baffling. I will say though, I will say that I have seen direct revenue from this podcast, from people that have come into my inbox and said, I listened to your podcast, either they're name dropping an episode, or they say they've listened to it a few times, and now they want something else for my business. Um, So I have still found it to have been a profitable decision in a way to nurture my existing leads, even though it's not necessarily growing my email list. Yeah. I think like realizing what the goal of this podcast for us was like definitely took time. And I think from like a practical perspective, if you're looking at creating a partnership, 
like, yes, you need a common goal, but also like, and I was even telling my student this, like, I think that you need to marinate on, on uh, partnership ideas, like individually and make sure that this project that you're stepping into is going to be beneficial for you alone. Obviously, like it's not all about me and it's not all about Kat, but at the end of the day, like we do run separate businesses and we need to make sure that like a partnership we're going to step in together is not going to hinder either of us in our mission outside of this partnership. And I think when we were like creating this goal based on like common, you know, what the gurus would tell us to do when we're starting something was detracting both of us from the work that we were going to need to do moving forward in our business. And that was like, for me, I felt this, like, I know we talked about like, you know, in a recent podcast where like, when you're not in your zone of genius, for me, I tend to procrastinate. Like I started Mm -hmm. to like feel myself procrastinating on like the things I was supposed to do for the podcast. And that was like my light bulb moment of like, okay, there's something in this partnership that's not quite working. And we need to figure this out before we like go green light on this. Absolutely. And I'm really glad that like you had the insight to think that, and we were able to have that conversation before jumping into something that wasn't what we both wanted. Um, and so again, just step one, have a common goal and really make sure that you both feel good about the goal and what it is that you're doing and the purpose of the partnership. I think communication is like the number one thing that both of you have to also, like the raw honesty has to be there. And like, when mm-hmm. you feel tension or when you feel like something is not right, like you cannot put that on the back burner. Like you have to be able to be vocal. And if you're not able to be vocal enough with that person, then that is like a huge red flag that you should not start this partnership. Like I've done Absolutely. partnerships like that in the past where we were both kind of like timid about sharing thoughts and feelings. And then it blew up in the end, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but that was like one of the one things I felt like we did really well in the beginning. It was like, when we felt like something was not right, you're like, Hey, Megan, like I'm not okay. Or I'm not feeling okay. Or I'd be like, Hey cat, you know, like this does not seem right. Like, and it, it, like, we almost like took the emotion out of it because Mm -hmm. it was really important that like, this was not going to be a distraction or like a burden to us individually. Absolutely. And I think again, because our goal wasn't necessarily like a direct, like tied to revenue. Our goal was just increasing our current business offerings. Like we didn't, Megan and I didn't want to create a third business. Like we were like, we're busy. We have enough going on within our existing things that are happening. We just want to do, we think this would truly be fun to do. And we want to run businesses that we love to run. So let's just see, can this like content marketing project, so to speak, just like be included. Um, I honestly think that helped with having those conversations because we were, you were coming at it from looking at it through your business's eyes. And I was coming at it, looking through my business's eyes. And then we could talk about how can this truly continue to be beneficial for both of us? Yeah. Um, I feel like one of those, we're talking about the opt-in before, like one of the hardest conversations for us was like, Anytime you do any sort of marketing, I mean, we preach email marketing. I feel like we have a whole episode on email marketing. Like that's like our bread and butter in our businesses. And that was the hardest 
mm-hmm. obstacle for us to overcome, which is why our opt-in is not actual <laughs> opt-in. I feel like we need to like explain why it is that way. So people don't like copy that strategy. <laughs> yeah, Don't do that. <laughs> Literally. Like when I told Matt, like, we're not going to have one. He was like, I'm sorry. Like, what are we doing this for? Like what's happening? <laughs> Um, that the opt-in was like our hardest obstacle because we originally stepped into this partnership thinking that this podcast was about lead generation, which most marketing efforts are about lead generation. And so for us, we were running into this issue because we both have email lists that live separate. And one of the things I feel like Kat, um, and you can speak into this a little bit more, but like you were super passionate that you did not want to create a new brand that you had to deal with because you've had your experience m- managing multiple yes. Yes. Instagrams, right? And <laughs> yes. so that was like your, like, that was like your non-negotiable upfront that you did not want to start a new brand that you had to manage, even though talking small business is technically its own little brand, but we don't run an Instagram where we're posting regularly. Like we're not doing beyond like posting the episodes to our website, like we're not blogging or creating additional content or worrying about Pinterest or any of that. Like we, we really had to figure out that this podcast wasn't a lead generator. It was a nurture type of content, which is what you're talking about. So essentially like we have our own leads and we send those leads that may or may not have purchased from us yet to the podcast as like long-term you know, continuing to serve our current audience as opposed to building an audience. And that like shift in realizing like what the goal of the podcast was, is the reason why our opt-in is not an actual email list growth effort, because there was like no way that we could figure out, like you said, essentially, like, how can we grow a list? And then how can we put that list on multiple people's lists. And then we thought like, these people are going to be so confused if we try to do this. Um, but I feel like just that like exploration period, like had we just like immediately jumped into producing the podcast when we got the idea, I feel like we would have kicked ourselves big time. Like, mm-hmm. because we gave ourselves like time to marinate on this idea, like it, it really like helped us like evolve the idea, you know? Absolutely. Because we, we spent a few months just brainstorming. And part of that was because we were both so busy in our own businesses. We knew we didn't have the time to drop everything and immediately like do all the steps that it took to launch a podcast. Like as soon as we got the idea. Um, but because of that, we spent months marinating on it and processing and chatting through like, what is the purpose and why are we doing it? And, um, I mean, even to go back to Megan's point, like, yes, talking small business is its own brand, but I send out an email every time there's a new podcast episode, like I treat it like it it's like my own thing too. And that's how, again, we were both like, we want to do it together, but we have enough overlap in our audience to start where we felt like it could be a good fit for us to still be able to push it on our own platforms on Instagram, on our own email marketing platforms, um, and really just allow this to be fun, nurture content that we want to create. Yeah. That brings up like another point. My student had asked me this question of like, should we create a new brand with all of that comes with it, the social media profiles, all of that versus should we do things separately? And I would love to hear from you if you have any insight if somebody were asking you this question, you know, like, should we make this partnership its own brand or should we push these things separately? Like, what would you tell somebody that they need to think through when it comes to those 
questions? Well, first of all, what, what is the main goal? You know, if Megan and I had decided to move forward with doing the traditional podcast launch and where we, you know, would have their, like its own email marketing platform. And so we had an opt-in and we were growing the talking small business email list. And we were, um, you know, wanting to push that Instagram account and create reels on that account, you know, do all of that stuff there and to push people to a tiny offer or something like that we should have had our own Instagram account. Like it would have made sense to be like, okay, then this is literally a brand new business and everything needs to be about this business. And it, I think it would have potentially been confusing to not have that, to not have all common factors. Like it needs its own email, its own website, its own Instagram, Pinterest, all the things do it. Um, so it really comes down to what is the goal? Like, what is the purpose of this partnership? Um, And again, Megan and I decided that wasn't the purpose for ours. So we didn't do it that way. I'm so glad we didn't. Like looking back a year later, I'm thrilled with what we've done and have no regrets over how we built it. Um, Could we maybe have like, quote unquote, made more money if we'd done it the other way? I don't know, maybe, but it would have been a lot of work and it would have been a lot of headache. And we had our own business. Like we have our own businesses. So this truly has been like just a fun thing to sit down and record and implement. And so again, when you're thinking about your own partnership and you're thinking about, do we combine things? If the money is combined, if there is actual money being exchanged in there, then I would probably say yes, um, because it's clearer for you guys as partners to know what's happening when and where mm-hmm. things are going. And it's clearer for your audience. So you're likely going to make more money because that messaging is clear. Yeah. Um, that was like one of the other bigger obstacles when it came to like, should we create this as its own brand or not? When we were talking about selling products, we were like, okay, there's money involved. Yeah. We, we would have to have made that its own brand because it would have gotten way too confusing. If like one of us was trying to run the transactions through our own business, like how do we make sure that Yeah, it gets touchy, you know, like, and we're best friends, you know? So like, I'm not going to, you know, swindle my best friend, you know, but still (laughs) like it, when money comes into the table and even email lists, I don't know. I felt like there was like tension around even just the thought of growing an email list because that is currency in both of our minds, you know, Mm -hmm. like it, yeah, I, I think it would have caused, I I think we would have had to make this its own brand had we were, had we gone down that path or else I feel like it just would have gotten really sticky really fast. Mm-hmm. I agree. I completely agree. Now that we've been doing this for a year, Kat, not to like put you in the hot seat, but were there any, like, have you learned any lessons from the perspective of like this being a partnership and not just us as friends? Like, has there been anything like eye opening to you about doing a project together with somebody else that's not in your business? I don't think so only because I know you so well. So yeah, I wasn't nothing happened where I was like, I'm surprised by this. It was just like, no, I know Megan like this, like, you know, (laughs) because we've been friends for so many years. Like it was just like, I know. Um, so yeah, I don't think, but honestly, like I'm really appreciative of that. Cause then I feel like there really hasn't been a lot of tension. There hasn't been, you know, yes, we, we had to have those conversations in the beginning that were harder to have when we were both processing and figuring out what we wanted. Um, but since then, we really haven't had to have any like come to Jesus, you know, conversations with one another. Like it's been, I feel like really, um, 
solid. And that again, goes back to, we have this common goal and we just get to do it because we love to do this. So, I mean, that brings up the question, do you think that you should know someone really well before you step into a partnership with them? I know that's a hard, it's hard because they always say what, like, um, don't mix business and pleasure. Mm. So like, you've heard that, you know, I've, yeah. I've heard that before, like so many times. Um, and, and part of me understands that, but I, I think about this partnership. I think about my integration clients and some of them are friends of mine and they are, they pay me money every single month for my yeah. team to do what we do. And we have the best relationship. So part of me feels like that's not a true saying, because I think if you really know somebody, then you'll know, should you mix business and pleasure? Like, is mm-hmm. this going to work well when you go into a working relationship with them? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I personally do think that you should know someone pretty well before you step into a partnership, because like I said, I think communication is the number one, like make it or break it factor of a partnership. And if you don't have that, like, if you don't have a comfortable enough relationship to say the things that you're thinking and feeling, then I d- it just seems like it's going to boil over and somebody's going to mm-hmm. be really upset and hurt in some way. And then it's really hard to come back from that kind of relationship, you know? Right. I agree. What about long-term? Like when you started this podcast and just thinking through anybody who's looking forward to creating a, 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 a partnership, do you think that like, do you think that you should step into a project having some sort of common understanding of like how long you're talking about doing this with someone or does that matter in your mind? That's a great question. We didn't, we didn't didn't have have that conversation. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't say, I think because it was so new for both of us that we were just kind of like, let's see, like if it crashes and burns in three months and like we tried. Um, so we didn't have a conversation about how long, however, we did have a conversation around who would do what. And I think that that is really helpful, whether the partnership is for monetary gain or not for monetary gain, because either way you want to know for communication, Mm -hmm. who is responsible for what, and that way you don't feel overworked or you don't feel animosity. If somebody else you feel like isn't, you know, stepping up to the plate and doing what they needed to do. Or if there's yeah. money involved, if you feel like certain tasks are quote unquote worth more and you yeah. know, that needs to be weighed into the equation. So I do think um, it would be really helpful to have the conversation with your potential partner around, okay, what does this look like tangibly? Like in terms of the tasks that we're responsible for and how do we want to make sure that this runs smoothly? Yeah. And I think also being like hyper realistic about what you can handle personally. Like for mm-hmm. me, I know one of the conversations we had before this podcast was like, everyone knows at this point, I am not a consistent person. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just the way that I am. Like I even made an Instagram post today about like, I just have highs and lows and I can't predict when those things are going to happen. And so I remember one of the conversations we had, like specifically related about tasks was like, Hey, I I just want to pay someone to do it. Like I will. (laughs) And I even, I feel like I even told you, like, I will pay all the money that I need to pay. Like, (laughs) I don't care. So I don't have to do these things. Like, Mm -hmm. but that was helpful. Like it's been so wonderful like that I could even be honest enough to say, like, I'm telling you, I'm not going to do this stuff. So I might as well just pay someone to do it, you know? Yeah. That 
I mean, (laughs) it has, I will. And for us with this, it is nice because for you guys out there, like thinking about even starting a podcast, Megan and I hit record, we end the recording and then we have team members that like go run with it. And it's incredible. Like, honestly, I think that's one of the reasons why we've been able to keep up with it for a year. We have no plans of stopping at this point. Like it's really great for both of us because we're doing the quote unquote zone of genius thing. Like this is what we want to do. And then we've got a team to edit the podcast, to get it out there, you know, on the blog, to get the Instagram post scheduled, et cetera, et cetera. And it's fabulous. So (laughs) I agree a hundred percent. Do you think just thinking back to this question of like longevity, do you think that that would weigh into your mind if you were thinking about creating another brand, like how long you guys are actually planning to have this partnership? I think so. Or I think I would at least have some sort of, let's give it a go for this amount of time. Let's yeah. reassess at like this time frame, um, yeah. just to see, is it, is it fruitful or not? Yeah. It's been so much fun doing this podcast with you. Like, I didn't know. I feel like we both were kind of like, we don't know how we're going to be on a podcast. Like, this could be (laughs) super awkward. I feel like we both were so afraid of like doing it by ourselves. Like, we're going to be so awkward. Yes. Uh, Yes. (laughs) My favorite part about this podcast in the last year is like, I love how we literally just press record and we just start. Like, Mm y'all, for real, we do not have a script. (laughs) No, we have the title. We, Megan names because, you know, she's the name girl. So I was like, Megan, what is this one called? (laughs) Megan, make sure the names are legit. Um, We, we know, we know what the name is and then we hit record. But again, I think that comes from, we know each other so well that it really is fun to just sit and have a conversation around whatever the topic is. And it, it wouldn't be this fun with anyone else. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I think that like brings up one final thought in my mind of like partnerships is that they should be really fun. Like, mm-hmm. and I know I'm like the Enneagram seven fun person, but still like I, that is like, I feel like that's the key to partnerships, communication and fun. Like if you guys aren't having fun, then why are you even doing this? You know, like you right. can grow your own thing. You can do your own podcast grow your own business, do whatever. But like, it's, it seems like so much more fun to do it with you than it could ever be by myself. And I think that is like a great foundation for a partnership. Agreed. All right, friends. Well, I hope this episode was fun to listen to. We've really enjoyed hosting this podcast for the last year. Promise we don't have an end date in mind. (laughs) (laughs) We may not ever launch an Instagram for talking small business, but we are really just grateful for you guys listening. And we want to hear your requests for episodes. It helps us create good content that you actually want to listen to. So please like send us a DM, send us an email. We want to know what you want to hear about. So thank you so much again for listening to the last, for the last year. Uh, Many conversations were had and we cannot wait to catch you in the next one.